microphone. So yeah okay we're starting um anyways so the first thing that we're going to be talking about here is let me pull it up uh the nfl so obviously we just had super wild card weekend we got the the buccaneers and the cowboys are yet to play but there's no point in previewing that anymore because by the time this is done that game will started but we're going to be previewing let's start off with not previewing going over all the games that happened so far this weekend and so that starts we got um the Dolphins and the Bills, you got the Jags and the Chargers, the Vikings, Giants, Ravens, Bengals, and Seahawks 49ers. So I want to personally start out with, with the Jags versus the Chargers with that massive comeback, like giant comeback. And for me, what brought them back into it is the fact that Trevor Lawrence was able to throw four interceptions in the first half, and then he was able to turn around in the second half and then throw four touchdowns to even it out. So it got a one-to-one -one touchdown ratio to interception ratio, despite the four in the first half alone. And so I feel like him trusting in himself allowed his teammates to trust in each other, and it kind of was helped him bring him back. I know you watched the whole game, so. Uh, so I mean, I thought I thought um, they they really they really really struggled in the first half, obviously with the four interceptions, but the they were really able to get things going in the second half and like it was just a completely different team um something that you don't see very often coming back from down 27 points and um you know I think I think if it uh weren't for that cl very clutch fourth down call by uh Doug Peterson getting that first down that that would have been a big difference but otherwise just just like great great leading over uh, like all around by like not only Doug Peterson but also Trevor Lawrence like they just they they really uh got themselves back into the game by good leadership yeah I know what's going I mean they they really brought it I don't really know the word for it they redeemed themselves after the whole Urban Meyer thing they come in this year and they're like one in five or something I don't know exactly but they weren't good and they bring in Doug Peterson, which obviously is a good hire because even though he got fired from Philadelphia at the time, didn't seem very good. Um, he was he was had a lot of success. He won the Super Bowl. He, I mean, like he did a lot for the Eagles, and I feel like the the Jaguars kind of liked what they saw with him, and so they brought him in. And clearly, it's working out because they go from really bad, and now they they go nine and eight, and now they're in the divisional round of the playoffs. So. I mean, obviously they're doing something right because if they win here, they get to go to the AFC Championship for the first time since 2017, the year that they really should have made the Super Bowl. They were really good that year. But, I mean, just what Doug Peterson's been able to do in less than one year um, has been really just good. I mean, just really impressive in really less than one year. I mean, just I mean, just one of the better, quicker rebuilds, quicker turnarounds, and really just everyone's been able to come together and do a good job. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's just it's just like mind blowing to me how you go from the first pick to divisional round of the playoffs in one year. Yeah, like exactly. I mean, I guess it really just shows it really just shows the importance of a good coach. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, just just drafting Trevor. And see, that's the thing. Talking about that number one pick, Trevor wasn't very good last year. Um, I feel like to me he showed the most promise in all the quarterbacks from that draft, but last year he still wasn't very good. And this year he's taken a really step that second half of the year. Um, he he went seven and two, um, and he was seven and two and um this last stretch of the season here. And so um just 
and just had one of the better touchdown interception ratios. Just he's really come on as of late. And so going into this divisional round is really when it's a good time to start coming on, you know? All right, anyways, after that first, uh, so my thing died, so I used this thing. It's like, and and now, and so uh, it died, and so I had to go get batteries for it. And so if you notice that the recording changed. But anyway, so Jaguars win, move on to the divisional round. <laughs> um, and so, and what was one of the greatest comebacks ever. And uh, you wondered if Matt Ryan was there, but he wasn't. Um, and so... <laughs> Uh, so they move on to the divisional round. Now we'll move on to the Dolphins and the Bills. And so here we have this game. This game was a game where coming in, it was, they were 14-point underdogs. <laughs> Bro, stop with the face, bro. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to. I don't know what you're trying to do there. Hey, stop. Anyways, uh, uh, so they they came in. They had four. They were 14 <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Why? Why are you dead? No, I got. I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might. That might be better here. So, anyways, now I'm gonna have to edit that out. No, I'm gonna make you edit this video. No, I mean I'm not the one who started laughing. Bro, you're the one who like made the. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on with this. With this. I'm making program. you. I'm making you edit this. I'm not editing this. Anywho, then it won't go on YouTube. No, it's going on YouTube. Then you got it. All right, just it, go. The Bills, and, Bills and the uh, the Dolphins. Yeah. So the Dolphins. So they came in. They were fourteen point underdogs. They were four percent chance to win from ESPN, which really no NFL game has a team with only four percent chance to win most of the time. So really, this is just a game. They came in with their third string. They they going up to Buffalo, which clearly made it hard for them because all those penalties on the offensive side, um, and just a game where they were counted out from the start, and they they lost, yeah, but they but they were able to come in and put in put in some good effort and just really kind of after what the disappointing year was, they were eight and three, then they finished nine and eight, a year where they were looking like they had an opportunity at the number one seed in the AFC. Um, and then two has like 5,000 concussions in one year. Um, and so, I mean, but just, I think for, if you're looking at yourself as Mike McDaniel, I mean, for a first year, a little disappointing, but I mean, also kind of good at the same time, but really for the game, I mean, just what was crucial is the, Honestly, I know they gave up 34 points, but the defense, I mean, the defense set the tone for the second half. They're only down by three. Then they got that fumble on Josh Allen, took it to the end zone, put them up 24 to 20. And I feel like that gave them a little bit of a spark, especially since the, the, the Dolphins were struggling on the offensive side of the ball in the second half. They only had seven more points after that. So I feel like if it weren't for that, they wouldn't have stayed in the game. Um, and the uh, Bradley Chubb on the snap count when he was actually in the game, he was playing really, really well. Um, so... Just I feel like if it weren't for the defensive side of the ball, they would not have had an opportunity just because I think the offense was struggling because the stadium was really, I mean, the stadium was rocking and I feel like they were having trouble communicating. And so it led to the Dolphins burning all their timeouts before the two-minute warning. And so when they lost the ball, when they had an opportunity to tie it or go up, when they lost the ball, um, they didn't have an opportunity to stop the clock again, so really one or two first downs was going to end it for them. And even if it didn't, it was only like 20 seconds left. So, I mean, just 
the poor clock management, which was caused obviously by the team, but also by an inexperienced quarterback, but also by the stadium that they were playing in. And so I feel like the Bills, they were in there for DeMar Hamlin. And so they wanted to play it for him. And then they, and they did, they were able to pull through in the end. Um, and honestly, all right, you got it. I, I don't want to keep talking forever. Okay, so I have, like, two major pullaways from this game. One is, um, like, I agree with you, the Miami defense really did keep it, uh, keep them in the game. But I don't, I don't know if you noticed this. You probably did. But at the end, I think one of the reasons – one of the things that really, really killed the Dolphins was all those uh, delay of games that, that may have – may or may not yes. – Like, they had to waste all their time yep, out. Yep, yep. they – like, because, like – Listen, when you're playing with the third string quarterback in the playoffs on the road, five yards, it makes a big difference. It like, does, you're, yeah. You're not having Josh Allen start, like, because, like, you know, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, five extra yards may not matter as much. Um, but, but that, that I feel like really, really hurt them. And then also, I think on the other side, like, this is more after the game, you're thinking, like, is, is Buffalo, is Buffalo still, like, you know, are we are we still looking at them as strong contenders out of the AFC? I mean, yes, I think so, but you know, they definitely need to regroup and reassess uh, before this uh, big Bengals game next week. Yeah, I agree. I mean, playing the Bengals, I feel like they're a different team than the way the Dolphins are, especially a Dolphins without Tua right now, um, and a, a Dolphins team that was skidding. I mean, they only beat the Jets, who were seven and nine, by like nine to six. Obviously, I mean, they shouldn't. There shouldn't have been any reason why that Bills defense should have given up 31 points, but um... <laughs> anyways, we'll have to, I, I don't even know where I was after I paused that there, um, but anyway, so like really, the, I think I was some, somewhere along the line of the Bills, they shouldn't have given up 31 points to that. Uh, I mean, obviously still got Jalen Waters, still got Tyree Kill, but a third string quarterback, um, and you had that team that was eight and three, and then they go one and five the last six games of the season. Um, and I know you're disappointed about that. They go zero and five, and then they win the one game that kicks the Steelers out of the playoffs. I know you were, uh, but I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but like at the same time, you had to think it was going to be a long shot. Cause I remember you told me when the, when the Steelers were like five and seven or four and eight or whatever, you're like, this sucks because we're not going to make the playoffs now. It's kind of an outside chance. They thought they were going to like the toilet bowl, and then they they win the rest of their games, and then they, and then they the Dolphins give them a chance. We're going to the XFL. You're going to the I mean, you'd win. The USFL. No, that's even worse. No, go to the Canadian Football League. Oh yeah, facts. Honestly well, though, the no, CFL. Let's play rugby. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, go to Australia. I mean the CFL though. I mean I feel like that's actually better than the USFL. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. It's been around for longer. All right, we're off topic. No, 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 we're not off talking. Anyways, so, I mean, just, yeah, you're right. The Bills are going to have to come in. They're going to have to regroup next week in the divisional round against the Bengals. Um, I really hope the Bills win. I don't really like the Bengals. I really hope the Bills win. Um, <laughs> I know you don't like it because divisional. Screw but the Bengals. I would, I, would rather, I would rather get my hand cut off than see the Bengals win the Super Bowl. Yeah, what about that head-shaving incident? That you almost had to go through. Oh well, unfortunately, um, their third string quarterback didn't start the game, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Oh wait, did Huntley play? Yeah. Also, also, no I was wonder just... they were still in the game. Oh yeah, Huntley did play because he had that fumble. 
Yeah, he goofed it up. He goofed it up. That if only that were 2015 Cam Newton. He, Cam Newton would never have fumbled that. Yeah, and only if it was like any other quarterback who's smart. Sam Darnold didn't fumble that. Just, I mean, you should have just handed the ball off. Like this is a this is a Marshawn Lynch case right here. I know because Russell Wilson's an idiot. Is it oh no! Well, it's really. I mean, Russell Wilson. Oh, he's the. It's the OC. It's the. OC. I mean, but Russell Wilson could have audibled out of it. Yeah, but like, you know, it's a Super Bowl. I mean. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, anyways, in closing, Bills Dude, are gonna have to play better. The defense is gonna have to be better, and everything in between. But it was a great game for the Dolphins because the Dolphins counted out. Like the everyone was saying, this game's gonna be over before halftime. It's gonna be like fifty-two to fourteen, no opportunity at all. And they came in and they played a good game. They had an opportunity. They couldn't corral it. But then, but really, just a fun game to watch overall. Like it was a game everyone could watch all the way through when you thought it was gonna be done before. Um, but anyways, next game you got the uh, the Dolphins. Uh, oh wait, we already talked about that. All right, Vikings versus Giants. Remember when I told you we were gonna write something down? I told you to write something down underneath that tab, and yep. then you uh. Oh no, I wrote it on a piece of paper. I wrote it on a piece of paper. Okay, good. All right, you you're gonna have to start here. I'm gonna be honest. I did not watch any of this game. Okay, so um, you know, I I, I I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch the end, but I I did see kind of what happened after the fact but this game especially the first half was dominated by offense now the scoreboard you know like 31 24 you may think maybe that that's not super offensive but it really it was like it, it was kind of a, well you know but like i mean for an nfl yeah. game it's more than 50 yeah, points yeah. yeah yeah like um you know it was kind of like a shootout sort of uh both quarterbacks uh played really really well um, for the most part, especially uh, Daniel Jones, uh, he really the, the Giants and their their whole team and their whole staff really stepped up, you know, in, including the defense too. Like the the twenty four points, you know, maybe you want to give up a little less than that, but they they really showed up when they needed to, and ultimate ultimately, I feel like at the end, you know, when it's when everybody's scoring, everybody's scoring every drive. If the defense makes one stop, they win the game. And the Giants did that. And I feel like that's really why they won the game at the end. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, yeah, I mean, oh, recording in progress. Anyways, so, I mean, yeah, you have, uh, I mean, it, you expected it to be a close game. I mean, you and I even talked about it. The, the Vikings have the ceiling to go to the Super Bowl. They have the ceiling to lose, in, or they have the floor to lose in the wild card round. Just because, yeah, they won all those close games during the regular season, but you, with all those close games, you felt like with every single team being solid to some capacity, because it's the playoffs, you felt like that when they played the better teams, they weren't gonna have, they might have have an opportunity, have more of a chance to lose. And in this situation, that opportunity was seized by the Giants, and the Giants took it, and they, and they, they, they win. I mean. And what a turnaround. Again, this is another example of a shortest rebuild. The Giants, Brian Dable, and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has really taken a step. Everyone was saying, this is really for me. This was, we talked about it. I, at least I talked about it. This was his, I, we thought last year was going to be the year where he had to determine whether he's the future QB. And they gave him another opportunity, which really seemed like his third one. And so, and then he takes this one. And then with them bringing in Brian Dable, they, that's another positive piece. And and I, I remember, I don't remember too much, but in those prediction videos I made last August for I, the NFC East one, I had them going 4-13 and in last in the, in, the, in the NFC East. And who could blame me, to be honest? Yeah, um, 
just a quick note on Brian Dable. I think he's easily the coach of the year. Oh, yeah, of course. Easily. I mean, nine, nine, seven, and one, yeah. But, I mean, who else did a better turnaround job? I mean, the only the only, the only com- com- competition that I think he has is potentially Doug Peterson, depending on how far. If Doug Peterson makes the Super Bowl, coach of the year. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I feel like whoever goes farther in the playoffs, it it, it really just determines. It really Yo, just depends. And, uh, not to, you know, never mind, never mind. This will be covered later. All right, anyways, moving on to the Ravens and the Bengals. What I have doubt on my notes is why was this game so close? <laughs> I, I, that's, that's just my headline. Why was this game so close? Um, I'll tell you why it's so close. The Bengals do not look did, did not look threatening in this game at all. They they really, really struggled on offensively. And, and uh, you know, they 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 right, stop the recording. I was continuing. All right. Okay, uh, yeah. so anyways, um, you know, I feel like I feel like the main the main reason, obviously, that the Ravens lost the game is the uh, fumble at the uh, two-yard line, technically. And, um, you know, like, it, it, you you look at it and you're just, like, shaking your head because, you know, the, the Ravens have really fought so hard and really looked, honestly, looked like the better team for almost all of the game, like, uh, on that day. Um, and, you know, seeing that happen really just um, makes it, like, put kind of puts the game out of reach. Uh, though, though it was, there was still a lot of time left. You kind of knew once you go down a score like that, it's, it's kind of like over, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I do. But, um, you know, credit to the Ravens defense. They, they really only let up 17 points for the, uh, yeah, they really let up 17 points. And, um, you know, if, if that play had gone the other way, I really do think the Ravens would have won that game. I know, yeah, they had an opportunity. I mean, and you just wonder, if, if the based off the way the game was going, if Lamar was able to play, you just wonder what could have happened. I mean, I, just, I think for the Ravens, for the health of the Ravens organization, if they don't get Lamar going on a new deal, they're going to have to enter rebuild mode because I think Harbaugh's a great guy. I think he's a great coach, but the, the team, the team, the offense is just not going to be there. You know, yeah. The, the offense is just not going to be there for for them. Yeah, I'll say this one thing: like, um, the Raven, the Ravens' entire offense is completely centered around Lamar Jackson. Yep. And I had this, I had this, I had this com- entire argument with Ruben at like twelve a.m. <laughs> after the game. Um, if if the Ravens do not if do not sign or uh, retain Lamar. Um, it they're gonna have to completely change because they changed their whole organization. They went from Joe Flacco, a pocket passer, mm-hmm. completely the opposite of Lamar, and they reinvented their entire offense. So just you know, for him, really, it's really like yeah, literally just, just for him. literally just the changing of the playbook just shows you how important he is to the organization. Like I mean, just you what you don't change a playbook for one player if it's not like what's gonna make you have success. Yeah, and I would say, you know, the Ravens are, are going to try their absolute best to sign them. They're going to give them all the money they, they can possibly afford to give in that area. And so um, it will be interesting to see what happens. Because also, I think the thing is, Lamar Lamar really wouldn't work anywhere else. Like, you know, you, you think about him and you're like, okay, maybe you can go to like the Broncos or something, or the Raiders. Or something. He, wouldn't, yeah. he wouldn't work there. They would have to reinvent their offense too. So. Yeah. 
really it's really Raven. Like if he thinks about it, the only logical decision is to stay with the Ravens. Yeah, I know. I agree. Even if it takes, even if it's for a little bit less money, um, I think that for me, because that's where you're gonna have success right now. And and I mean, just there's not many places that have better pieces than the Ravens do. Like in terms of like young guys that can blend into future stars. Um, and so I just feel like that that's important for them. Uh, and as an intermission report, I did not realize that the game was today. But uh, the Charleston Women Mary game. Please don't. Eighty-two to fifty-four. We did not cover the spread. You didn't cover this. What was the spread? Sixteen. That's it. I mean, like after our win against UNCW, that that's like not a bad spread. No, it's not. Y'all are last in the ACC. Yeah, that's because not the ACC. You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, but like, I mean, uh, like, I didn't think we were gonna. I thought we were gonna get blown out. So like, I, I, I mean, obviously, I would like to. Uh, oh, ten minutes left. <laughs> All right, let's get it going. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Seahawks and the Forty ers Brock Purdy is him, that's and what I was gonna say. <laughs> and there's no other way to put it because nothing is going to. Uh, Stop me from saying that. He still gets to wear the undefeated uh, crown. And is he undefeated? He's undefeated, right? I just, it's literally what was going on with Tom Brady. I kind of saw a little bit of a video about it. It's like a late round draft pick, um, someone who is not supposed to start minus injury. And then when they finally have to start in someone like where you didn't think that they were ever going to, at least in that organization, when they start, they're insane, you know? I mean, it's just the perfect – I mean, just honestly, I don't think Trey Lance should start anymore based off of what I've seen about uh, with with Brock Purdy. I mean, he's been playing extremely good. He comes in in his first wild-card playoff game, beats a good team 41-23 to in a game where they're losing at halftime. He overcomes that in the second half, and they, he just says, screw all y'all, I mean, just – and then he's able to – push that aside he just he just doesn't seem to feel pressure he seems invincible and it doesn't make sense but it's working for him i completely agree um with with everything you just said including the fact that brock pretty i think should start next year like when you, ra- I mean, you raised I, your hand I, at that point and i was like are you objecting to that <laughs> i was objecting it like like okay so let me, let me put it this way trey lance they should like cut trey lance or trade him or something like mm-hmm. that it's like He's terrible. The Panthers are probably going to pick him up on some minimum deal, then try to start him, and then he's going to suck, and then the Panthers are going to have a bad quarterback here again. So, um, like, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's good, but, like, and also I don't want to, like, ride this, like, undefeated Brock Purdy's so good. I mean, he is, but, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, I, it, I, I he's really good. He, I just genuinely think he should start next year. I think, I think he, you know, he has the abilities to, to lead this team. Not only to like a point where you know you probably you, you probably wouldn't have like missed the playoffs, but a point where you could have been the seven seed or the two seed, and they got the two seed, and on top of that, uh, you know, a big playoff win. Yeah, I mean, not only that, I mean, not only is he playing really well with some great pieces around him like Ayuk and Debo Samuel and all that. I mean, just with the defense, you don't you have less with the defense that the 49ers have, you've less pressure on yourself to perform. Like if you're able to get 250 yards in a in a touchdown and like and only one touchdown maybe a game, 
the and you, you get your obviously you want to do more than that but if that's all you can do on a day, given day the defense is probably going to step up enough for you where you, it takes the pressure off of you i mean it's just it's a great place to try to start your career and showcase your skills i mean he's turned from the mr irrelevant this year to a what's looking like a top 10 quarterback but for me, what can it translate to next year? Because you wonder, because you always see the things where the where these new guys they start well and then they can fall off sometimes. Nick Foles. What? Nick Foles. Nick Foles, exactly. There you go. So I mean, you just wonder, can he take it in the next year? I think he can, based off what I've seen, if they keep everyone around him. But it just depends. I mean, because especially since the, I forget his name, but the, you know the you know their defensive coordinator gets like hype every two seconds. I do not. No, no. He's like he every single time like they get a tackle for loss. Just look up, look up a video. You, I'm sure you can find a video. I mean, it's like Silvio something, uh, like 49ers, Niners defense. I'll look it up. Don't waste your time. Yeah, 49ers. D- yeah, D'Amico Sanders. He's like over there on the sideline. He gets hype like every single time. Like he's like jumping around. Like he's like yeah. He's like he's like doing Jump everything around. you can imagine. Like I'm not even kidding. Just look up a video of him. Because it's just crazy. I mean, other teams are other other teams are shopping him right now. They're looking for him. Yeah. Um, because they want him to be their coach. What? Looking at that in the top story section. Oh me? Are you could see my screen? <laughs> no, I just looked up 49ers defensive coordinator. It says top stories report. Oh no 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 no! no, no. I saw it earlier. I saw it earlier today. Yeah. Like a few teams, and of course the Panthers aren't going to interview him. Uh. You know, but that's okay. Just only the best defense in the league. Hey, but... hey, Sean Payton's coming to Carolina. No, he's not. Hire Steve Wilkes. I was just kidding. You're good. Good. Well, I mean. I mean, Sean... I wouldn't be complaining, but I don't want him, to be honest. Right, okay. That's... Anyways. um, So, now that we've we've done all the games, I mean, let's go. Do we? All right. Do you want to do a fast five-minute divisional round? Uh, God, like. Roundup. I would love to do it fast. <laughs> I'm not I mean, what? <laughs> I, I thought that was just a no pause. All right. Anyways, let's go. We start with the divisional rounds here. We are going to preview them all in quick style. Um, so first, you got the divisional rounds. We have the Bengals versus the Bills, starting in the divisional round, bro. What What are you doing? Are you good? Bro, we need to pick the game first. No, we don't. We'll do that last. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up. Oh, I know what I'm doing. Sorry. I know what I'm doing. The Bengals and the Bills. So, obviously, the Bills are going to win because the Bengals suck. I hate the Bills. Bills I... <laughs> 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 <Hills> win. <laughs> the Bengals suck. The Bills win. Or the Bengals suck. The Bills. No, I hate the Bengals suck. The, 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 the Bengals suck. The Bills will win. Good job. Thank you. Bills. All right, anyway, the Bills are going to win just because I feel like they're going to learn how to bounce back because that's what the best teams ought to do. Um, I And personally, this is also a little bit just an emotional pick because I hate the Bengals. I hate the Bengals. I don't think that they have an opportunity to win because I just feel like the Bills, they finally are going to come through and get the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. I think the fans are really waiting for that at this point. And I feel like I feel like it's gonna be a game where both teams are gonna be looking to 
to win. Obviously, you want to win because the playoffs, but just because the Bengals were just in the Super Bowl, they're going to want to be trying to win it, win it this year. The Bills are haven't been the Bills haven't been there in a while, and they should have been in the past few years. So I think this is the year that they're going to try to do it. What do you think? I agree. I think the Bills are going to win. I expect it to be really close, and don't be surprised. I, I'm picking the Bills, but don't be surprised if the Bengals make some noise and and potentially upset them here. Yeah, it's no, just, I, I mean, who, who, which one of these teams bounces back? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, just two, both of them, they didn't play their best football, and then now this year, or now this game, they're going to be looking to play their best football now, so the divisional round. Um, but anyways, moving on to the second game, you got the Chiefs versus the Jags in Arrowhead. Will the Doug Peterson Cinderella story continue? Uh, no. I think the Chiefs, <laughs> I think... <laughs> Resounding no. <laughs> I think the Chiefs win by two scores, maybe more. I, I really... That I rhymes. Expect... My bad, my bad, my bad. Okay. No, um, you... All right, all right, all right. Hurry right. <laughs> up. Expect the Jags to keep it close in the first half, but expect Patrick Mahomes and the Travis Kelsey freaking Chiefs to pull away. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you, it looked like you, you had that written down, but you didn't. Anyways, I, not, I, I mean, I agree. I think that they're going to put up a good fight here. I think it's going to be close all the way through, but then by the beginning of the fourth quarter, it's going to be a 14-point game, and it's going to stay that way. It's going to maybe cut to seven, then go back to 10 or something. I feel like the Jaguars, they'll always stick around, but they're never going to be a threat except for maybe in the first half. And especially if Trevor Lawrence, and the, if they have another performance like that, I don't think the Chiefs will let them come back from 20, 27 down or whatever, especially in Arrowhead. I just don't see that happening. So really just, I'm going to go the Chiefs by like 8 or 9, eight, 7 to 10. Um, next game, you got an NFC East matchup, which again, I, I'm pretty sure I put the Eagles in third place or like second place, like at 8, 9, 9, and 8. Definitely not the one seed in the NFC East or in the NFC altogether. So I mean, you got you got this, and so uh, uh, the yeah, Eagles are gonna win. Eagles are gonna win. I think is uh, I think just the return of Jalen Hurts is just really important for them, and it's gonna make them play even better than they already have been. Um, and so Evan, are you good? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I was I was talking to my friend and he he's a Eagles fan. He's like, I really want the Giants to win because that would make it easier for the Eagles. But I wouldn't speak too soon yet on that because I think it's the playoffs. It's a different game. But Eagles are gonna win. They're gonna win. I'm gonna give them Eagles by seven, just because the Eagles I think are just a better team. And I think that the Brian Dable Giants I think they're gonna learn from that last loss, the beating by the the Eagles. And I think that they're gonna be able to come back in this game. And it's gonna be close for closer. But I just don't think that they have a significant opportunity to win. Um, so I think I think this game will be close the entire way. Obviously, with with in division um, opponents, especially in the playoffs, like whenever you play division opponents, it's always close. Example: A um, Bills Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins had no business being in that game, obviously, but they were. And I feel like part of that was they played each other all the time. But anyway, don't count the Giants out. And you know what? I'm rolling big old day will train Giants by three. Giants by three. All right, that's your uh, upset story here for that. Yep. Um, Eagles are frauds. Eagles are frauds. I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I think the Eagles are going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know? I mean, so just now with the next one, we, so first we'll do the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. So I have the Buccaneers winning just because 
I, I don't think anything's going to stop Tom, especially after an eight and nine year. I don't think he's happy about that. I don't think anything's going to stop playoff Tom Brady, especially since the Cowboys like to sell in the playoffs. So, Okay, so what I would say, first of all, I think I, you know, as much as I, I, I personally disagree with this, but I, I think it's true. I think it's, I think it's going to happen. If the Cowboys lose this game, Mike McCarthy will be fired. And that's just because of Jerry Jones and how aggressive he is. But I um I'm gonna take the Cowboys here. I think I think you know obviously Tom it's hard to beat Tom Brady in the playoffs, uh no matter no matter what the circumstances are. But I think I think the Cowboys are are really do have the better team, and I think we'll be able to bounce back after last week's beating by the Washington Football Team or the Washington <laughs> Redskins get, with Sam Howell too. Yeah, with Sam with Sam freaking Howell's the goat. <laughs> but uh. Give me, give me, give me the Cowboys by like four. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, it's possible. I, I, but okay. And then I just feel like if Tom Brady doesn't win this game, he's not retiring. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just not. He's not retiring if he goes eight and ten and loses in the wild card. Okay, so we picked different teams, so we gotta agree on one for the. Yeah. You know. Oh wait, never mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You <shut> <laughs> Whoa. You know I'm gonna have to book. I have to book you a session with Fernando after that one. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'll explain this to the viewers. I'm just kidding. No, I'm don't ex- don't explain that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tennis. Tennis. Australian Open. The freaking Aussies. <laughs> ah. Anyways, all right, long pause. Fakest fucking cough. What'd okay. you say? It was the fakest cough. No, it was not. I'm not even kidding. It, it's real. Okay, so, ah! That, that, that's <laughs> <What>? a real <laughs> That is what was presented to me on this Zoom. Anyways, we, we got tennis now. So, I mean, finally, the Australian Open's back. So, my... Hold up. Uh, I swear to God, my phone dies at 1%. So, for me... My prediction on the men's side is my number one favorite is Djokovic. I don't like Djokovic that much. I mean, if you've listened to me in the past, I you know that. But obviously, this is his slam. He's won it nine times. Um, everyone down here loves him. I don't think. I mean, I think the fans are gonna be pouring into the stadium to be able to watch him play. So I feel like that gives him a little bit of an edge as well. Um, so I just think that. Djokovic, it's 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 his turn. It's what this tournament he's able to do what Nadal does to Roland Garros. So I just think that he's got to be the number one favorite every single year, and I think he's going to be wanting a little bit revenge after last year. And he's been playing better than most people, even though he hadn't been playing. Um, and number two, I put Nadal up there as well. It might seem really really chalk and and just, but I think it makes sense. I think he won the title last year. He won two Grand Slams last year. I mean, he took a lot of time off. But I think that he's ready to go. And yeah, he lost the set to Draper. But Draper, I think he's the best up and come, one of the best up and coming players um, on tour. He's only 21. Um, and so I think, and, and if you watched, if you watched in years past, Nadal always has trouble the first couple of rounds. And until, and then like the third round, he always wins in three. And then the fourth round, that's when it gets tougher. But he always has trouble in the earlier rounds. So you always get worried for a second, but then you really shouldn't be. So 
he I think that he's got to be the number two favorite. To, I, I think it could be really shaping up to have an opportunity to be a Djokovic and Nadal final. And number three, I put Medvedev in there. I think that he's going to want revenge from last year. Is this the same thing as yours? It's exactly the same. <laughs> it's exactly the same. All right, I'll let you put your opinions, though. So number three, I mean, I have Medvedev just because he, he made it to the final last year. He was winning two sets to none. He had a genuine opportunity to win it. And he just was unable to come through and convert it. But, I mean, when you're playing someone like Nadal, he's never going to stop fighting. But he had an opportunity, and I think he's going to be hungry to come back and be able to do what he did last year and actually pull through and win this time. So I think that he has an opportunity for that as well. That That's for him. And, and you know, I had an upset predictor, my, my or my, like, I think I was going to pick Curious. Let, let, wait, let me guess. Okay. I, I haven't looked at the notes. Was it was it uh Kyrgios, Nick Kyrgios? Yeah, my he was my guy that was that I think had an opportunity. that he was my number four, but he's a guy who had an yeah. opportunity to make it make like my upset guy because he What's he ranked? Uh like uh thirty something, I think. Nick Kyrgios ranking. How old is he? He's twenty five, twenty seven. Twenty seven. Okay. Yeah, no, I just think he's the guy. I think he's always been one of the most talented guys on on tour. He just with his antics on the court now, like his anger issues. I think that he hasn't been able to do it all the time. But I think that you and him would be friends from Wimbledon last year to this part, this point. He's playing the most consistent, the most mentally sane, and like the most consistent good tennis of his career. So I think, and when he comes to Australia, no matter what, it's the tournament that he always tries his hardest at and makes sure he's able to stay together just because he wants to do well at home. So I think when you were to mix that together, it was going to give him an opportunity to go deep. But obviously now that he had the knee injury, he pulls out and he's not going to play anymore. Um, and so moving on, move, did you did you have women's predictions too? Yeah. Okay. Um. Do you want to do? Do you want me to finish? Yeah. No, you do your men's. You do your men's. Well, it was literally the same thing as yours. <laughs> do you have any extra opinion? It was like the exact same thing. Like, I mean, I don't know. I I don't really follow tennis, so I mean, like, I know who everybody is. I know, like, I like, I I I know what you're saying, but I wouldn't be able to offer any additional insight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so for my women's, I have Swiatek and Sabalenka. Um, how, how about you? I, I so. so so, I mean, for her, she won two majors last year. I mean, I'll, I'll let you talk in a minute. <laughs> all right. So basically, <laughs> uh, I, I, okay, um, just go. I would, I would just like to say that this was uh, kind of arbitrary, but I don't, I don't really. So I had uh, Iga Swiatek as my number one. <laughs> yep, same. And then I had I had uh, the woman, the myth, the legend, Coco Golf, at number two. Oh no, no. And then at number three, <laughs> I had. Jessica Pendula, just purely off the fact that she's American. Thank you. I mean, no, but actually, like speaking, like good. That's actually a good pick. That's actually, that's actually someone who's a genuine opportunity. And why does why does Crystal Golf not have? I mean, I'm not saying she doesn't have an opportunity. I just feel like the forehand. Quote, no, no, no. The forehand, that like, the forehand. I feel like breaks down, and I just feel like. She's broken down in like the semifinals and finals of tournaments. I I just feel like she's there, but I just don't feel like she's gotten to the point yet where she's 
able to beat people like Swiatek and Sabalenka and stuff. I just don't. I feel like she's getting. She'll be there. She's only like nineteen. She'll get there, but eighteen, same thing. She'll she'll get there. She's just not there yet. If you know what I mean, like so. But yeah, so I I Swiatek as well, and then my number two was Sabalenka. I feel like she had a lot of trouble with the serve last year. And a lot of people said they would have just packed it in for the season and just or spent a couple months working on that. But I feel like she showed a lot of resilience with that. And then to finish the year off, she made it to the WTA finals finals. Um, she, um, and so I, I think that with that result, no, like the finals of the WTA finals. What? Like, you know, that there's a tournament where like the top eight, like ATP finals, WTA finals, the top eight, they play in a separate tournament. Oh. They, they like to decide who gets who wins like they, they like so she made it to the finals of that and uh my my mouth is getting dry um i've just <laughs> i've just been talking the whole time um and so um she <laughs> yeah going to hiding um anyways i mean i just think she's opportunity for that and my my i had a couple of upsets here or upset opportunities one was really risky i had sloan stevens i mean she could lose in the first round easily no. or she or she could make it to the quarterfinals. So that's the risky one. But the but the um probable one was Madison Keys just because she she again, she's another one of those players. She's she was up and down at a lot of times during her career. And then now last year she was able to put most consistent performances. Um I've watched her a lot. A lot of more consistent performances throughout last year. And uh so I think that was important and I think that should give her confidence to do well down here, even if she doesn't make it to the finals, it could be like fourth round, quarterfinal opportunities. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what I said. Yeah. Double that because I don't know anything about professional tennis. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, is that go tribe. Go tribe after losing by twenty eight. Um, I would just like to say, have you beaten William and Mary? This year. What sport? I mean, yeah. Men's basketball. No. I mean, we haven't played them. Exactly. Exactly. Shut up. Oh, have you been yeah. in we're, we're, we're the, What? Yeah. We haven't played them. We no, don't play them. All right, whatever. Yeah, well, that's not my fault. It's not my fault either. Yeah, so you lose. It seems we've reached an impasse. <laughs>